Yeah, man. To the cosmos? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Who's not? Who is not? There's only a couple guys that are not. We're not going to talk about them. No, we're not even going to talk about them. We're not going to talk about them at all. (laughs) No, we're going to leave them out of it. Yeah. Completely. (laughs) Their name is Irene, and it is night. Sorry. I'll just say that much. Gordon! Just, um, I ordered a surround sound system for the downstairs Numbie room. Nice. Because, you know, we just had that one speaker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which was fine. It was a good speaker. It's, I, I really, I've always been surprised at the quality of that speaker. It can really fill that room, but it doesn't compare to like, a, you know doing like a 5.1 surround with the subwoofer and everything so i'm really excited for that and uh i don't know i i imagined watching season three the return on with that gonna do that again yeah because i feel like it would be a different experience it could be it would be because they probably mixed it in 5.1 you know so they're all cuz think of how much probably yeah how much Lynch dedicates himself to the sound design of his shit that is true so like when they're in those various awful slash terrifying slash amazing environments mhm like you'd feel a little like hear little titterings or little scratches and scratches like behind you and shit i think it would add a, a like dimension to it that we were missing I, I i i can't argue that i would agree i was listening to tv with my headphones on the other day oh my god that's probably awesome because like you know i have these bluetooth headphones uh they sound pretty good yeah i really enjoy listening to stuff with them and i was like you know let's go in here to like tv menu and it was like bluetooth and i was like okay pair with headphones sure boom there i was there I was. There I was. There I was. There you are. It was fucking amazing. I loved it. Yeah, that's... And I just forgot yeah. I was wearing headphones after about two minutes. It was just like, this is the universe I'm in. This yes. picture, this sound. But it's yeah, it sounded amazing. It sounded You're, really fucking it good. It really puts you in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Consider this. That's how I watched Antichrist. Yeah, that's hardcore. Right and there. the Duke. You were stuck there in that I was, universe. You can't get out. No. Alone no. in the dark. <laughs> you know? Because it was... Well, not alone. Was, I was in bed, but it's dark in there. We have a TV in the bedrooms. Just the TV light now and the headphones. So everything is right inside my ear holes. And it's just like, you can't... You don't want to move. You don't want to make any sudden movements. Mm-hmm. You don't know what could happen. And yeah, that was shit. Wait, what were you watching? Did you tell me? I already forgot. I didn't say what I was watching. Okay. Well, didn't forget I, so I wanted to just test out the sound. I was like something big and boombastic and Transformers just, 5. That would have been a tr- if that was on <laughs> the list of screens, I would have maybe picked that, but probably not 5. Like even for me, they just got too <laughs> fucking insane. But they're insane in such amazing ways. That, um, I don't think like, I saw the moon one. I checked out at the one before that. Yeah, that was even over this. That was Who like cares? the second one, I think. But yeah, oh, maybe well, I didn't see that one. Never there's mind. There's that first one, the first one that has Mark Wahlberg in it. I don't think I saw it. There is <clears throat> this insanely long sequence. I know the so, metal is metal is falling yes. from the sky or whatever. Right? Yes, yes. It's picking up pieces of metal and dropping it. <laughs> I don't know why that line that just really It's so great. Drives it home. It's like when you know? we were making fun of um the uh what's the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds, you know? Yeah. 
And it's like me and Unky Dave were making fun of it after we watched it. Like, that was dumb. It's like, and here here's the summation of that movie that we came up with. Tedesco can't lift 20 crates in an hour. They're behaving erratically and fell over. <laughs> Done. <laughs> right. Great. Yes. Well, you see, it's like a galaxy brain take, right? Because <laughs> you're here running around saying, like, you know, show, don't tell. Right. right. But what if it's show and tell? Shit. Yeah. Picking up pieces of metal, metal and dropping, dropping them. They're, so, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. So, no. So, in this movie, just to close the loop on this, I was going to talk to the off parodied and like reference scene where Marky Mark, so he's like the stereotypical dad. You know, it's like this real stereotypical type of like, you know, thing where he's like, oh, no, I'm my daughter can't like date anyone. Meanwhile, they cast like this, like supermodel, like Megan Fox stand in. You know what I mean? To be the hot. But for whatever reason, they made her 17 in this movie. Like that character. Right. They love a 17 year old. (sighs) But there is. And, you know, this whole thing like, oh, you can't date. No, one. I'm going to get the shotgun and like shoot these boys that are coming around here, that kind of yeah, a thing. Mm-hmm. But of course then their lives are in danger and her secret boyfriend comes and saves them. So of course the dad, Mark Wahlberg is all, Oh, boyfriend, well, we're going to have a talk now, whatever. And the boyfriend of course is like an adult. Right. He's not another 17 year old right. kid. I don't know. Right. I think he's supposed to be like 22 or something like that. I right. Don't know. Right. Probably pay, played by like a you know twenty eight year old, right? And, and the, the 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 woman, the seventeen year old, is probably played by anyway. Same, right? But the seventeen year olds look like fucking children. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, but, but they go into this long aside explaining how it is legal <laughs> for this because there's this Romeo and Juliet Etlon tag, and they name it. it's like you know. You know, Texas Code 148.6, subsection C, paragraph 2 states, blah, blah. And he has, like, the guy, like, pulls out, like, a card from his wallet, and it's, like, laminated. The boyfriend. The boyfriend. Explaining that it's, like, legal for him to do this because they started dating when he was still under 18 or whatever. Oh, my God. So now it's legal. Which like means she was legal. like 12. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly what the ages are, but yeah, exactly. And they, there's this like long, like, ex, like they stopped the movie for about five minutes to discuss like age of consent in Texas and the Romeo and like cite specific legal doctrine and like have visual aids and show the text of the law on the screen. And it's like, what, what has just happened? What has just happened to this film? Like, <laughs> just like make a, the character 18 and move on? Like, why? I Okay. It sounds yeah. like a film that's been custom made for headphones. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's not the one I watched. I ah, watched damn it. Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, Because that was good. the first kind of big action Hollywood type of thing on the like list of stuff on the streaming service when I turned it on. The AI knows, it knows you so me. well. It's like, hey, yeah, I bet you'd want to watch this again. You're like, like you, you get me. Yeah, I'm like, sure. So I started watching it, watching that with the headphones on. And yeah, it was fucking good. I mean, those I sound bet. effects. I will say this. The sound effects in those movies are very good. I've paid close attention to them. I don't think I have. I, I think I, I pay close attention to them because I notice how they interweave the 60s sound effects yeah, yeah, into totally, it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Doors opening, them. activating your, your comms, like that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. But they'll like do it like, or, you know, even like, yes, yeah, you're on the bridge and it's like, okay, like, you know, bring us hard a port and like they're hitting the controls, but then like the sound, like the sounds... Are very good. That's all I can say. I just enjoy right. them. I don't know if there's much to say. Just I just enjoy them. I think they're very cool. That's that's the word for it. Cool. They're cool, they're cool sounds. Yeah. There's very cool sounds in that movie. Yeah, like the um, like sonar pings or whatever. Yeah, 
They have the they're but they're not exactly the same, but they're similar mm-hmm. enough to where it's like, ah, I see, I see, yeah. I hear you, I yep. hear you. Yep. I'm gonna have to. I didn't. But it's not even those retro sound effects. I think that was the gateway to me paying attention. Yeah, but just yeah, like yeah. you know, the sound effects of like the ship going to warp or like you know, rising up out of the atmosphere and like you know Ugh. the crazy like metal twisting engine straining sounds like they did it yeah whoever did that i like what they did it's futuristic but it's visceral Mm. but it also has all kinds of unexplained little things multi-layered going on it was was good it's cool cool you could watch that movie with your eyes closed probably i I could but i love the visuals too it has some cool visuals yeah fuck yeah I, i i might revisit it I, it's just when that movie gets trashed a lot, and I, I know I've said it before. I'm not, I'm not on the hater team for that movie. I'm not on the hater team necessarily. There's a lot of cool shit that happens. It's just, uh, we've been over it and over it. But when they're introducing Khan and, and what a mm-hmm. badass he is, it's how they did that was him standing silhouetted on a rock, shooting mm-hmm. a machine gun a lot. Yeah. It's no, like that's true. not why and how Khan is a fucking badass. Like just standing on a rock shooting a machine gun, you know? He's gonna outthink that you, outmaneuver true. you. He's gonna be fourteen steps ahead in the seventeen dimensional chess game that you yes. don't even know you're playing, but he does. You know? Except he can't handle three dimensional thinking of starships. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's once you're thinking it's too complicated and yeah, complex. Exactly. And you forget about the little details. So that that comports. But speaking of 17-year-olds, wait till we get to uh, Crystal Ball, which is coming up soon on oh uh, for all you sticks and stones. Sticks and scones freaks out yeah. there. Yeah, we got a little uh dubious um <sighs> romance happening. Yeah, yep. Oh boy! Yep. Oh boy! <sighs> just, uh, just a little teaser. Well, they just you know, can't avoid it, you know. I, feel, I don't know what the fucking deal is. Yeah, at least as far as mainstream culture goes, I feel like that has been Erased removed for the existence. Like you know, you know, it's not. You can't be so brazen as to be like, "Oh, here's a cool little like song I wrote about how cool it is." Yeah, that I'm that, 24 and I'm dating a 16 year old. Yeah, like it's, 16 year olds really are fucking. They're children. They're children. They look yeah. like children. <laughs> they're just children. Yes. It's nothing. They're not like you said. Megan Fox, who was probably pushing thirty, playing a seventeen-year-old. That's not what they look like, and it's right. Yeah, you can't be so flippant about that shit. At least, you know, some things we make progress, little by little. You know, we we chip away at the old progress rock, and mm-hmm. that's one of the things. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's still lots of problems with that out yes, there, but at I'm least sure. it's not embraced. I- it's not just embraced as in a, yeah. Oh, how 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 silly! That scamp. All right. <laughs> that twenty-seven-year-old oh, scamp. Now, when you were were starting your description of the uh, Mark Wahlberg first yes. Mark Wahlberg Transformers yes. movie, you like just rolled it out there real casually, didn't stop on it, didn't dwell on it, and you. Dropped a marky mark. Was that just? Were you intentionally marky marking? I wasn't intentionally. Just, it's just, just marky mark. That's how it's it came still out. how I refer to him. Right. I have to like intellectually stop myself and call him Mark Wahlberg. Right. I mean, you know, I was coming of age when Marky Mark was later. big. It's just he's always going to be marky mark to me. I guess. I guess so. And that you know, funky bunch. Yeah. Gotta love that funk. Yeah, good vibrations, you know? Hell yeah. That's like... Such a sweet sensation. (laughs) You know how I like my vibrations. Sweet. No, good. Good. I like my sensations sweet. Right, right, right. God damn it. I I fucked it up! 
You fucked it up. I fucked it up. Jesus Christ, man. I'm teeing you up. And And I just, I just. And you whiff. It's like I meant that was a practice swing. That that didn't count. I don't have too many notes. I I did this the other day. Here's a, this can be a new, a new segment on the show if you'd like. All right. It's called Things Brad Typed at Me. Oh, good. All right. I only well, have lay three. Lay it on me. I'm sure it'll be very entertaining, <laughs> even though it may be at my expense. I'm willing to do that. That's how I like it. it. Yes. Um, I only have three, so this shouldn't go on too long. Okay, number one. <clears throat> Again, this is things Brad typed at me. Yes. Number one. You just sent me into a co-villainy laging. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I clarified what that meant in the next line, right? I didn't say you didn't. I'm just, right. this is called things Brad typed right, at me, right, not right. things Brad typed at me. And then I provide some context for it. So it doesn't sound so ridiculous. Right. It's yes. just called things Brad typed at okay. me. Number yes. two. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Got to Straight. And I didn't realize CPAP backed. Mm. I, I remember being like, oh, it autocorrected that to CPAP. What an esoteric <laughs> autocorrection. I remember thinking that when I realized that, but I don't remember what I even meant what that was. Yeah. I do remember that I typed that. Yes, I will. I will cop to that, though. <laughs> okay. And last, but certainly not least, number three. The Spagahiyayi's time is getting me. Yes, yes. Which yes. is one of the rare words, Spagahiyayi's, that has two H's in a row. I don't know if too, too many others. Ah, oh, that's a good point. Two H's, yeah. I was, almost said spatchcock, but that would have to be spatchhawk or something. Right, right. Like there's well, probably well, another you know, one. They're that... always fucking autocorrecting my shit to spatchcock all the time. Are they? And it's just a problem. It's You're... like, yeah, sorry, I'm not talking boss. about the spatchcock today. I'm not talking about deboning some foul and spreading it flat inappropriately. Oh, so that was things Brad typed at me. <laughs> <laughs> good that was a good segment oh, you just sent me into a co-villainy laging listen I'm listening if we're gonna have to have villainy we might as well do it might as well have co-villainy right, right. spread it why, out why do it alone there's no reason to you know if you're laging you might as well do it villainously with a friend. Yes. That's how I prefer my laging. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Could be laging. But it's not, yeah, it's L-A-I-G-I-N-G. So if anybody has any alternative pronunciations, if laging isn't the preferred pronunciation, let us know. Hit us up at, uh, well, just go to gutterballs.tv. That's what I, everything I type to you is pretty much like that. It's just autocorrect does a pretty good job 80% of the time. 20% of my messages come through like that. Right. You see the raw, uncorrected version. The unvarnished truth. Yes. Not everybody can handle it. No. But if but if you can handle it, go to gutterballs.tv. Let me get my goddamn <laughs> pimping the shit yes, in. Yes, get the pimping, sorry. <laughs> and buy a fucking mug. Gutterballs.tv. Oh my God, yes. Click on merch. Why is this so difficult? Buy a fucking mug. Buy the mug. Christmas time. Holiday season. Simply having a muggy Christmas time. Bam. Go get one. You won't regret it. Get the uh, Gutterballs commemorative mug number one. 
It's a mug. It's a vessel for your liquids. You know, you got a beverage here, man, but it's also a story. It's a feeling. It's more of a vibe. Don't you want a vibe? The hell? That's it. Buy a mug. Seriously. Not for us. Do it for yourself. Do it for your yeah, family. Exactly. We exactly. don't care. We're, we don't benefit from this. <laughs> like, marginally, but not anything. Like, where is it? I don't know. It just evaporates into the we, ether. Right. We like to just know the mugs are out there. Yes. Taking her easy. It's a Imagine good Imagine yourself taking it easy with a gutter balls commemorative mug number one. It's a good sensation. Such a sweet vibration, you know? <laughs> yes. Man, That's how they do it. Sweet vibrations. <laughs> good sensations. All right. That's enough of pimping the shit. Um, I also, oh, fuck, man. Get back. Again, I don't, it's whatever. It's not evergreen. But I want to listen to that also. With my new sound system, I'll listen to the 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 docu series. Yes, as they call it. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I still haven't watched all of that. Oh man, I've been too. I don't know, man. Too pulled in too many directions at once. I gotta finish. I watched part one. I watched part mm-hmm. one the day it came out. Me too. Just front to back. Nope. Yep. Boom. And I was like, all right, next day, take another three hours to watch it. It's like, well, I can't quite do that. <laughs> Soon, I want to. Yeah. And then I'll do it tomorrow. And now it's been like, you know, a handful of days later. I guess a week later. I guess it's a week to the day. Yeah. It deserves your full attention. Oh, definitely. And that's the other thing, too. Yeah, I want to to get down in the zone and take it in. I mean, part one was so fascinating. Fascinating. That I can't wait to see the the rest of this stuff. Yeah, I'm really behind the curve. I know everyone just devoured that shit. Mm. As soon as it came out, we were just on it. So good. And it reminded me, because, you know, seeing these, seeing them, like, come up with these songs and, like, how the band works together, it's all very fascinating, but it kind of, for me at least, kind of shined a light on, like, what (laughs) a song is? Like, what, what is that? And different like different conceptual levels of experiencing music. And I think about it like when I was younger, here's a song and a song. And I'm talking when I was like 10 years old or something, you know, Mm -hmm. a song was like, would be the same as like looking at a painting back then. You look at it, you know, Oh, okay. There, okay. There's the Mona Lisa, right? You look at it for like five seconds it's like okay it's a painting of a woman Uh uh-huh move on right listen to a song um it's a good feeling sorry it's a sweet feeling it's a good vibration okay that was a song it was just exists as a unit you experience it just as one like one wall just that Mm -hmm. hits you and then it's done like i I wouldn't perceive the individual elements that went into it. I wasn't listening to like Chuck Panazzo's competent bass work, you know? Right. I could, didn't hear that. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't that aware of like the um, wild shirtless lyrics of Mark Farner. Or if anything, you're only aware of the lyrics and the vocals. Yeah. Because that's the human connection to the right. otherwise sort of esoteric stuff that's happening. It's like the narrative. It's like the chunk of it. Right, right. And the other stuff is like the backing for that. Right, right. So it's not like, I'm going to listen to this song, but only focus on the bong rattling bass of Mel Shocker. I wouldn't do that. It didn't occur to me maybe i wasn't capable of doing it back Mm -hmm. then but then you reach a point where it's like you can appreciate a song and you're listening to the disparate elements of the song not Mm -hmm. just the song as a unit 
like a self-contained box. Now you're seeing inside the box, and there's different little boxes inside that box. You've forgotten that the box exists at this point. Now you're looking at the the little figurines or whatever inside the box. You've opened the box, you've thrown the box away, or put it to the side, and now you're examining the the stuff that was in the box. And that's just as fascinating, if not more so, because you see how they work together, and it's like, oh, shit, yeah, and then whatever. There was a little bridge that went, blah, 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 and it connected this to that and whatever. But then, if you do that long enough, and it's like an order of magnitude conceptually to get from song as a unit to pieces disparate pieces that together somehow make something larger than the sum of it or <laughs> some of its parts that's an order of magnitude conceptually to jump from one to the next but then it's like i think i think it might be like two orders of magnitude or maybe five orders of magnitude where you can now you're aware that the song is a unit, but there's also the disparate pieces, but you can then experience it again as something else, and I'm not sure what that is, but I feel it's out there. There we go. That's the best I can explain what I was okay. thinking about. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I think there is something interesting about how music like just about everyone likes music right like music is part of that yep. their life right like other art like painting or photography or um, even film cinema sculpture may not be oh i would i see i was gonna go around and lumps lump cinema closer to music although it is a new closer art form like music has probably been around like as long as humans have been around yeah, right sure. movies of course is like a technology thing but but i feel like again well movies yeah movies you're right movies i'll put them aside because i say movies are made for like there's movies that are made for mass consumption sure right which are most movies i guess and i guess what i i guess i mean they're made to be accessible by a general audience some people don't you watch know. movies Although some people don't watch any movies, that is true. Yeah, some people or don't listen few. to music. Like also like true. you in the eighties and nineties, you know. Because if you did, you would have encountered sticks at least once, but apparently not. I'm just ribbing yeah. you. But some no, people but don't no, listen to music. I definitely went through a period where I was completely disconnected from music. And I think I wouldn't say I was disconnect. Yeah, I don't. Know. Let's not go there. That'll be too much of a sidetrack. I think. But I guess what I'm but thinking is... we're talking is, about it. Isn't this, that this, all we do? That's true. We don't have any guiding principles on this well, show. It's well, all disconnected. I, I'm just trying to make this one point, okay, sorry. I guess, which all is right. that, like, Paul McCartney, let's just say Paul McCartney, genius songwriter. Like, true, just like, prodigy. He was doing it when he was, like, 15. Yep. He's doing it now that he's 80, whatever. Like... You know, he can just like sit there and twinkle on the little keys or the guitar, the bass, hum some stuff. And in a little bit, just come up with like what is just an amazing timeless melody. Yeah. Just come up with it. Here it it's is. It's the closest thing I've ever seen to actual magic. Yeah. And and when he's doing it also in, in this documentary, you see how he has the whole thing in his head. Yep. Like, like okay, I'm imagining, you know, the... The guitar comes in here, and then we'll have a drum. Like he just, he just hears it all. Yeah, but his you head, wait right? for the drum. It's you like know? you got to wait, and then dun dun dun, and then we're back yeah. into yeah. He's 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 got it all like a piece of sculpture mapped out. Yes. So Paul McCartney, genius songwriter, makes a song. You know, world renowned song. Everyone, you know. You can go probably to all these, you know, and maybe this is an assumption, right? But there's a lot of places in the world you can go to and you start humming, you know, yesterday or something, right? right. They know the song, you know, yep. Russia, do Japan, America, South America. Yeah. But 
if Paul McCartney, let's say, was a genius painter, it just wouldn't be the same thing. Like, people can't incorporate that into their lives personally, automatically, the way they can music. Yeah. And I, I guess it's just interesting thinking about, like, music as an art versus these other art forms, which need some type of scaffolding to appreciate and understand. Whereas yeah. music just instantly goes into your heart, like, bam. Yeah. And 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 maybe I'm oversimplifying. Maybe there's other... I, it's just what it seems like to me. And that's just something, I don't know, something I was thinking about. I guess thinking about watching the genius of these people um, doing this. And uh, while Paul, in this at least, seems to be the chief genius at least. Um, yes. You know, I think there's a genius there with all of them. Well, you know, John Lennon is a genius lyricist. I didn't quite. <clears throat> yeah. And like, he's improving so the he lyrics right and left come so easily to him too and you see him doing his process he's like well just keep saying things every time you sing it just say whatever comes into your mind and eventually right. you'll get like he's like that just keep you know mm -hmm. i i thought it was really another just one another little detail on this related to this is what i was thinking when i said that was you know uh in part one george is playing all things must pass the beatles start playing all things much must pass which was just <laughs> an amazing moment for me I bet it was because I love that song. I love that album. I love that song. And you to consider see the it Beatles, the spiritual successor to yes. the Beatles. Yes, and album. to see the Beatles playing that song, it was just like wow, that was yeah. fucking cool. But also, the lyric John changed the lyric, and you know that's what ended up in the George Harrison album too, because he crazy. says, yeah, he says, um, George says, you know, the wind can blow those clouds away. And, and and John is like, why don't you say my mind can blow those clouds away? Yeah, give it a little you know, psychedelia. Give it a little thing. And he's like, okay. And you see him like he scratches out the little lyrics and writes it. Amazing. And and uh, yeah, that's what's in the, that's how the song, that's how the song is. Fucking yeah. A. Yeah. And so a lot of those little, just what seem like throwaway lines or lyrics that John throws out there. Right. Like become these iconic things that we've just internalized as part of <laughs> our culture. I don't know even yeah. know. Yeah. Like I dig a pygmy. Right. You know, he's just saying shit. Yeah. No, for sure. He didn't write that down. He didn't plan on it. Phase one in which Doris gets her oats. He's just making shit up. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. But there's well, you get yeah, there's to hear the, the four hundred other versions of that of him randomly spouting out things, watching this, which is fun. And then there's the group genius yeah. that these people collectively create, mm -hmm. which is a whole order of magnitude different than their, or maybe not, just different. I don't know if it's better. Different. Ah, yeah. But fucking music, sometimes it embarrasses me. Like, I think it's so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't really. Obviously, I love it. But what, what, do you, what do you mean? You think music <sighs> itself is, is stupid? Yeah, stupid. Sometimes it's embarrassingly stupid. It seems just stupid. <laughs> like, what? What is this? What am I doing? These sounds are just going bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm like, yeah, fucking. What is it? <laughs> yeah, it is fucking weird people making sounds like like that's where i think it's interesting if you try to like imagine like you know if you're like me and you try to imagine like what would an alien intelligence be like like how could they be different right you know what i mean and then you imagine yes. so you try i don't know like just imagine that like an ain't like you know there's like a alien intelligence of some kind who knows super intelligent glass cloud a yeah. fun blob, an insect man. I don't know. Whatever. It's made There's of a million ammonium. Ways. It's just a mo. It's sentient ammonium. Yes, and but not to be confused with ammonia. And me. they don't have music. No, they don't have that concept of just making sounds and right. being like, "Oh, I really enjoy listening to this." Like, like Those why nice would sounds. they necessarily have that? I don't know. They wouldn't. so like imagine how fucking weird. 
it would be observing that, like observing yes. us, right, from this other point of view. Like, oh, they're well, like jumping around, <laughs> making the- sounds, and everyone's like, yeah, keep doing it. More sounds, more sounds. More sounds. Uh, it's no, just, make different sounds. It's like, what's, yeah, yeah. Or then by, try to change it around. Like, what are these aliens doing that seem like that? You know what I mean? Right. They're like vomiting. They're all taking turns vomiting. Like, whoa, that vomit looks really cool, man. Do it again. Wow, you've practiced vomiting just in the right way. I, I don't know. You know what Convert I mean? your bit of ammonium into silica bits. Oh, shit. Yeah, look at that fractal pattern. <laughs> I can just sit You're, here and feel it all the day. The classic, like... Bring, bring a caveman or even someone from like, not even like 4,000 years ago and just set them down next to a street with headphones on cars whizzing by listening to get back or some shit. Yeah. What would it do? What would happen? Well, I will say this about it. And I know Brendan Fraser has answered many of these questions for us, but I haven't seen the film. So Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Which film is that? I don't oh, know. Encino Man. <laughs> yeah, right, right, I never right. saw it. Yeah, I didn't but see yes, that go one ahead. either. Let's um, please not get sidetracked. Well, just randomly, it. we came into this topic, and it was just last night. I, in my you know nightly YouTube binge, uh-huh. I started watching people recreating ancient music. Oh boy! These are like academics and scholars, you know, music historic like. Like wow. trying to recreate, like, well, this is what music actually sounded like in ancient Greece. Like, we have the instruments, we have the the words to these songs, and they're obviously in a rhythm. You know, you can tell the rhythm from the syllables. It's got a beat. Of long you can and dance short to syllables. It. Yeah, you know, some we have there. There's very rare, but there is some musical notation that survives here and there. Wow. So we know how they Fuck. did stuff. What does that look like? So we're going to like. I can't even understand current day musical notation. Well, you know what it looked like? The the clip that I saw, some of it wasn't, you know, I couldn't really tell. It wasn't, you know. But the one thing they did, it looks just like what you see now when people write like the lyrics. And then just above it, you write like A, G, D. B yeah. flat, A. But you know what I mean? Writing B flat, were they? They were just writing the Greek equivalents of that. It was like Alpha, Kappa, Delta, Get Kappa, Alpha, like wow. above it. Yeah, like it looked just like what you'd see today, like on the internet. Like, oh, what are the chords to to uh, you know? I dig a pygmy. Well, here you go. <laughs> I dig you a know? pygmy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's getting. I'm writing that one down. I'm making that <laughs> song actually. Well, didn't Sir, Sir his was Sir his was a slightly different fades? version. Okay, the Defanes didn't already do that song. Did I do it wrong somehow? But I dig a pygmy. Yeah, I don't know. I dig a pygmy. Anyway, they did. I know dig a pony, but um, is that a real song he's referencing? I don't I think know it's a real song, but okay. it's yeah, a it's fictional just song. But like, yeah, mouth diarrhea. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I assume. Okay, but I'm referencing the thing that he was. Yeah. The amend- yeah. yeah. Anyway, I didn't know if I just like fucked it up somehow horribly. Like he doesn't say I dig a pig me. Well, I mean, he <laughs> says I dig pick me, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? For I sec- dig a pig me, and I'm like, well, the last thirty years have just been a lie for right, me. A lie. <laughs> Universal lied to me. I thought it, you were trying to refer to the actual song by the Beatles. Well, I probably was trying to refer to the actual okay. song, but it just came out that way. But, yeah. I mean, I wasn't that far off. No, it's not he that says, far off. He says, I dig He does say that, yeah. Even like Charles Haltry and the Deaf Aids. Charles Haltry, yeah. Haltry, whatever it is. Name. I was thinking, like, Sir Someone in the Deaf. I don't know why I was thinking of that. Anyway. Anyway. Well, Let It Be Naked doesn't have any of that stuff. And I think the album's actually improved for it. It although, does, oh, I don't know about that. Although some of that stuff I do like, I will admit. But when you listen to the album 10 times a day like I do, it doesn't hit the same way after a while. It's just like, okay, get on with the song. Mm. But I will admit that's the least of the concerns. Like I, yeah. I, I will totally say that is a 
take it or leave it or I won't defend that's not why I love the naked version I love it because just the it's specterless audio production is amazing <laughs> yes yeah get rid of all the weird effects and overdubs and just it just sounds like it sounds like that movie in essence like you're just yeah, in the yeah. room with them listening to them do the songs and it's yeah. or on the rooftop with them and it's just amazing yeah anyway um boom, boom, boom. What, what, what was I talking well, about ancient music, music whatever yeah yeah I don't know. Well, did did they end up recreating it? Did you hear them? They did. I'm skeptical of if they really know what it sounds like. They did not convince me in the video that they know like what, how much they know versus how much they are just uh, in, uh, in assuming. And it was just like a 13 minute video from a story on some BBC news show where they were doing it. Oh, but, that rag! You know, they were doing some. Yeah, this guy did like he organized like a concert of like. Greek music. First time we're gonna hear like actual Greek music, like be performed, like ancient Greek music. It's like a real life like Bill and done. Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, that's what it's like. And then awesome. I saw another video of a guy doing a epic of Gilgamesh, how it would have sounded back in the day to the <laughs> Babylonians, Sumerians, I guess. Yeah. Oh God, that b- getting borderline frightening now. I will say the Greek stuff. It kind of sounded like what Klingon opera sounds like in Star Trek The Next Generation. It was a little like, are you sure this is what this sounded like? Okay. Klingon opera. You know, I'm no Star Trek expert and certainly no Klingon historian, but uh, color me a little skeptical that the Klingons would embrace opera. Well, that's why it's "quote unquote" Klingon opera. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Well, it's unless it's there's ultim- killing involved. Like, does he? Do they use bat lefts? And like, if you hit the note wrong, you get your head chopped off. I mean, that's ultimately the issue. Is yes, the opera singers would get executed. No, I mean, you know, it's a whole <laughs> planet of people like. They can't all be that. You know what I mean? I thought like that they was their built, whole point. Well, it is to some degree, but also like, you know, they they build spaceships with warp drives and shit. Like they have to have like scientists, engineers, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, but what's the point of the spaceship? Ultimately for conquering and killing. Sure. Right? Yes. That's the driving factor. But not everyone can be like, well, I'm really good with the batleth, right? Like no, I'm gonna be but- the best. Someone's like, well, I'm gonna be the best, like, you know, theoretical physicist and develop faster and light travel, so we can go to other planets and find other people to and conquer fight. them. Yes. yes, yes, right. You have to be on board with that part. Like they're not big on aesthetics, for instance. Like everything is probably just functional. Like the insides of their spaceships aren't, <laughs> they're not a cozy place to read a Dickens novel, you know? At least from what I've seen. It's always kind of yucky in there. Yes. Yeah. True. Very true. So it's not like, oh, I want to aspire to be a graphic designer, you know, in Klingon culture. Like you'd probably get executed for that. It's like, what are the Klingons? Right. Are they stand ins for the fucking Germans? Nothing ever changes. Yeah, I don't know, man. Unlike the Romulans, who I think, again, revisiting the original series, like I mentioned a while ago, uh huh, not didn't quite not a pleasant people, but well, different. they are though very. I guess I didn't realize, like, I didn't fully appreciate how even in their first appearance, it set the tone for these kind of like, you know, Romulans, like Romulans. You either get a Romulan who's like full on board Romulan Empire, like we will, you know, expand our borders and whatever. Or you get the Romulan who's like, well, that's what we have to do. Like, that's our weird government and our politics are all fucked up. But really, I'm just kind of like a nice guy and I don't want to see anyone get hurt. All right. I don't want I don't want to, like, attack you. I'm like being ordered to do it. And I know you don't want to attack me, but I have to do it. You know what I mean? Like this yep. like kind of like futility. Like, and that was like in the first, very first appearance of the Romulans, it was kind of portrayed that way. The captain was like, well, 
we'd be like friends if we weren't, you know, not for this dumb politics on the Romulan planet. Now I kill you. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, I forget exactly all he was doing. But, yeah, like he didn't want to, like, attack the ship. He didn't want to attack the Enterprise and destroy it because he's like, well, that would create a war. And, you know, war is not good. I like to uh, so travel the galaxy it. and meet new and interesting people from different cultures and kill them. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Romulans, I guess, are like the middle ground between the Federation and Klingons. Like, And they're yeah. supposed to be more of a mirror where the Federation can see themselves, both the bad and the good. Maybe. Eh, maybe I don't think it's there's more ins and outs to that, but sure we can go that way. I mean, I think it is more let's say realistic in the sense that it's not just it's a whole planet full of people. They're not all like one way, right? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, right. Well, the Federation isn't just one kind of people who all want to exactly, do one thing but that's either. because it's us, so that's how we see us. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. But the Klingons, I thought their whole thing was kind of. Everybody's on board with the desire to conquer and expand, but maybe not. Well, it's about, I think it gets reworked later on, like in Next Gen, to be more about honor. That's so where can I'm be... more familiar with Romulan culture. Yeah. Well, and I think Next Gen had lots of episodes like that. You know, Romulan yeah. Defector comes, mm -hmm. right? There was a right. famous episode about a defector and... And they, yeah. there was also an episode where there was a human defector, too. Sure. That's what he, I'm he, saying. Like, the Romulans are more of a mirror that we can, like, see our faults, our, our good qualities, our bad qualities, you know, in, in yeah. the Romulans. I only know of one Klingon defector, personally. Who's that? Fucking Worf, man. He's not a defector. He's on a fucking Federation starship. Well, at... Well, yes, I hear you. Oh, boy. What? Well, he never defected from the Empire, though. He lives and works and breathes Starfleet. Yes, what? He goes but, home and fights with his bat left once in a while. So what? Right. No, but he was... He, they don't a, like that he's he doing was that. taken from human... He was taken from the Klingons by humans at a young age. He didn't really have a choice in it, I guess is my point. He was raised on Earth. So I wouldn't All call right. him a defector, but you're he right. Could, he is a cross. He could go back type if he wanted to. He could leave. That's true. He could do it now. I That's guess he's adult. he's been indoctrinated. Yeah. He's well, too, it's his, he's too it's deep. His struggle, in. man. That's, That's his struggle. struggle. It's a struggle. Yeah. So since I brought this rotten topic up again, <laughs> I'm gonna try to make it brief and then close the book on Star Trek for a while, but. <laughs> Sure. Sure. Yeah. Because uh, I, I did mention like two episodes ago. Maybe it was three. I think, well, you know, I mentioned how the original series, wow, it really holds up. I'll be in a co-villainy aging before you close the book on Star Trek <laughs> for a true. while. True. True. Um, I mentioned how the original series holds up. Mm -hmm. And oh, right, I was right. about to... There's one of these things where there's so many layers of conversation. I could never, I never got back to what I wanted to say about that. And gotta I gotta get back, man. I would just like to go on the official record because while I say it holds up, like they are very, I guess I'm surprised at how, like the world building of it seems like ahead of its time for television, right? Okay. Can you give me an example? Like they envision this. You know, futuristic society, starfaring society, right? Like, it's not just like, you know, um, starfaring. I like that. Yeah. Something like, you know, uh, that you might have seen in like science fiction before then, like where it's, I don't know, um, you know, spaceship X9 goes to Pluto or something, right? right? Like, it was goes like to the center of a black hole and. Yeah, it Walsh, was like hell breaks loose. You know, like they, they like the settings, just the settings for these episodes, right? Like, oh, the Enterprise is like visiting a colony because like the guy there developed some new way to grow food and it's going to like help with 
you know, food shortages on other planets and we're here to like investigate. And while they're there, they happen to catch a play as a Shakespearean play. And there's a like Shakespearean acting troupe traveling from like Earth Colony to Earth Colony. And they get, they get then embroiled in this weird little story. Like, it's just like, I don't know, like, like this vision of the future, right? With not just with weird space, like, heavy sci-fi stuff but you know chicken salad sandwiches and acting troops and oh there's like miners like i don't know what do their houses look like let's go down and i don't you know i, I mean yeah, i'm not yeah. explaining it right but it no, just it I, i'm built, starting to feel you it built this whole like vision of like a real lived in world i guess to some degree you know the way to make a big world is to focus on the small things yeah very true True. Yeah. But the where that it does not hold up, though. Okay. Um, and again, the stories are actually very good. Like, they're very good stories. Like, if you just took the mechanics of the story, right? Like, there's a thing, there's a mystery, and it gets resolved this way. And, then, you know, and like, it's, they're good, very well done episodes. But they were made in the 60s. And it is, remains, like... You know, the attitudes toward women in the 60s are so, it was just, it's just so different than, than now, right? And, and then they're horrible, right? Heinous <laughs> attitudes, right? And like, there's so much of that embedded in this show. And it's like, even though the writers were trying to push this idea of like a multiracial future, uh-huh. You know, let's put, um, you know, people of all different different races in this show and show that, you know, oh, the the doctor that works alongside McCoy is, you know, African. And, uh, you know, they're they're always, you know, you know, putting in they're always, you know, lots of multiracial stuff in there. Yeah, they but, were super intentional about that. Yes. Stuff. And they were trying to push that. Yes, they were definitely they were like conscious of it. Like we're doing this. <laughs> Yeah, and exactly. you're saying a, a gap in their, but the in gap their inclusivity is, was th their attitudes towards women. Yes, like even Ugh. though they did, I think also doing a good job with women and in trying to include them. Uh huh. Right, in the sense that well, in the original pilot, the first officer was a woman. Famously, the network said, "You got to change that." Oh, no one would believe oh, there's a woman first officer. Oh, it makes it God. too too crazy. You got so they changed that. <laughs> It's so really, I guess the uh, so maddening, and yeah. this is like the most progressive, like show on television. I know, and the, it well, wasn't again, that fucking long ago. It, and it wasn't that long ago. Is the crazy thing? It was like less than ten years before I was born. Right. And they, and and again, but again, they do show women throughout the ship. Like yeah. it's there's tons of women serving on this like kind of military like ship explorers you know there's scientists that are women and they there weren't just running the daycare mechanics center that are women yeah yeah exactly there's <laughs> women all throughout the ship so you right. put that so that's still in there good but again the attitude it is a lot kind of like i'm like what you might imagine like a workplace in the 60s would be like with men and women though also you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. the weird and in multiple episodes the fact that like a woman could become disfigured or ugly as a result of something is like portrayed as like a fate worth worse than death, <laughs> like both for the women and the audience. Like it's just, it's not even like explained. It's just like taken for granted. Right. 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 right? You're only as useful. Your utility ends at your skin level. <laughs> yeah. Christ. It's just like, you know, like if McCoy gets the disease and gets this horrible, you know, stuff on its face, well, okay, we want to save him. But like if Yeoman Rand gets that, it's just like. Put her in the airlock. Well, well I'll put her. I'll, don't worry. I'll put you out of your misery. Like <laughs> we're sending you out. Well, See and ya. well, famously in the episode, The Cage, which was built on the footage of that original pilot, you know. There's a woman on that planet who is like again disfigured, um, but because the aliens like are telepathic, they make it seem like she looks like a normal, young, beautiful woman, right? 
And eventually the Enterprise discover her. She's the only human on the planet. And then when it's revealed, in reality, she's this, like, kind of disfigured person. It's just like, well, I guess you got to stay on the planet. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to leave. Go back to live with humans again. Because I'd be ugly there. You could argue... Not doing that. Now, that maybe, like you said, maybe this is a galaxy brain take. You know, and they're indicting that culture. No, they're not. I'm saying <laughs> someone you, could, maybe not brain, you, maybe yeah. someone could argue it. <laughs> so maybe the writers were it. and it didn't come out the right, <laughs> right. way. Right. No, no good? No good? No. Okay. Good. It's crazy how, like, I mean, systemic, but, like, even worse than that, you can identify that, like, um, just ingrained that stuff is like you can't you don't even know that <laughs> like maybe you do it's it's just in there it's fucking in there it's yeah. insidious and trying to root it out is like you know we're 50 years later now and it's like still trying mm-hmm. <laughs> they've been trying for hundreds of years thousands of years before that it's like a paula abdul song we take two steps forward we take three steps back oh my god that was playing in the gym yesterday now when was the last time you heard a fucking paula abdul song long time i think long time but there it was no opposites attract by i was paula on the abdul. spin bike and opposites attract started playing yep <laughs> that like, probably gave you a little extra juice it did give me some big ass juice. Yeah. Not only just from pa- Paul Abdul and DJ Scat Cat, but also some gutter juice too. Yeah, I don't know. If I got, I I got exp- three different juice tubes go- flowing. <laughs> Experience your ass juice, big or otherwise, but sounds like fun. It's it awesome. What do you do? So you do some spin. You do some biking, some stationary bike. So I just started a new program. Um, one of my days is a cycling resistance day so it's like in a class or it's just- not in a class but they do classes and they do groups so you can do these exercises like in groups like everyone has their own individualized plan the bottom line is i have a, a trainer who comes up with an individualized plan for me and you know i check in with them uh, occasionally uh when i feel like spending the money it's that, not like, like they're hovering the over stuff. you every time no, you go to the not. gym. Okay. I mean, that's an option. That's yeah, what they originally tried to sell me. That gives me a big limp one. It cost me. It would cost me like a hundred dollars every time I went to the gym. And it yeah, was no like, thanks. Yeah, that's a little out of my price range. Right. But, um, but yeah. So instead, I pay that hundred dollars like once or twice a month. Right. The gym is expensive is enough. Fucking a lot of money. It is. It's a lot of money, but... But what price can you put on your health? I, exactly. And it is... I think it's working really well. So, Good. for so now it's... at least, like, you know, if I end up doing, like, some kind of early retirement or, you know, decide to go live the the simple life in a like little burlap some, sack in the like woods... Some sort of insane man? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I waste money on a million fucking things. It's true. So... I feel spending on this instead of wasting it on something else. Yeah. I guess that's a real privileged thing to say, I guess, but whatever. So it's, but you don't do any weight training or anything like that? No, I do. Oh, you do? I do. That's mostly what I do, but one of the days is a combo where I, in essence, ride the bike for six minutes, then do some weights, then ride the bike for six minutes, then do some weights, then ride the bike for six minutes, do some weights. Like, well, that's how it's like, chunked out yeah you get that cardio then you get the strength yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and every time you ride the bike there's like a different thing you kind of do like either you do like you just keep upping the resistance slowly during the whole or sometimes it's like okay flat road then super resistant then back to flat road other time you know yep it's like quicker intervals yeah it's all every time there's like a different way to do the intervals but that's cool i um I've started a somewhat of a new workout regimen. Um, I'm trying to stand up when I put my socks on. 
that's fucking interesting, man. Doesn't always work. Sometimes I gotta sit yeah. down. Yeah, that'd be fucking. I I wouldn't be able to do that. It's tricky. It's very tricky. So you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Yeah. Get some stability work in there. Mm-hmm. Balance, Balance. coordination. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those are all good things. Mm-hmm. All right then. <laughs> all right. <laughs>